Hello, I'm Hank Gross, MidHudsonNews.com, and here's a special conversation I had with Monticello Village Mayor Gary Somers. We want to talk about uh, a particular issue that brought up by some an unsavory word and uh, more or less created controversy in the village, uh, basically at the same time as what we're seeing around the country now. So tell us, uh, start from the beginning and tell us about it. Okay, starting from the beginning on this. This is all concerning our Department of Public Works. Uh, we had had a supervisor that resigned. We took one of our foremen and moved him into a temporary supervisory position. We went down and it's, there were some questions. We had some questions about his methodology, but I had never had any questions about what he was doing, how he was treating his men. Never had any grievances, never had any anything that came to the village as far as that, other than maybe his methodology. And that was the guy saying, <clears throat> gee, we'd like to use a piece of equipment rather than picking trash up with our, picking uh, leaves up or leaves and brush up with our hands and with shovels. Maybe we could use something else. But that was his particular methodology. That's what came to us as far as criticism about that particular person. We get a little bit further down the road. We're a year down the road. And we said, maybe we should advertise for a supervisor for the department because we're looking at sanitation and DPW fall under the same bargaining unit. Um, Sanitation has always been supervised by DPW. We're looking at how we can save some money. Maybe we'd hire a supervisor for sanitation and have that fall under the two of them. Basically, it's just a change of terms. It's not really changing anything else. So first, I am obligated to advertise internally. So I have to post it internally because these are all, it's a union in both places. So we we posted it internally. And the supervisor, who is no longer, I, I can't say he's no longer with the village, and the person who filed the grievance, both on the internal adver- advertising or on the internal posting, posted the, uh, came back to us and said they would both like the job. That's understandable. Without going into the, you know, the, the relationship between the two, one had 20 years experience, one had nine years experience, both were in the union. Now I sort of, I didn't think that the supervisor that was currently, at, at that point currently there, was going to apply because he had mentioned that he would just like to go back to being a foreman. But I guess he looked at it and said he wanted to apply. Now I'm sort of in a problem because now I'm dealing with two union people who are both also covered under uh, civil service who had applied for the job internally. So now I'm in a sort of in a quandary looking at, like, I have somebody with 20 years and somebody with no, nine years. Um, unfortunately, we then ran into this COVID-19, and I said, okay, we're not going to do anything. We're going to sit tight for now, and we'll figure out what we're doing after we get out of this situation. Because at that point, we have an eight-man DPW for the, for the entire village. Um, at that point, what we had done is split the crew. We had four people coming in one week, four people coming in the, the next week, and alternating so that if I lost a man on one crew, at least that crew would be out, and I'd still have four people that could work. So we put all of this aside, we were running the way we were running. And as I said, both of them had applied for the job. Now we went to, we'll, we'll move forward from there and we'll get to what the real meat of the issue is. Um, this tape surfaced of my superintendent using the N-word, um, and we only have a copy of a tape that shows him using the N-word one time, uh, that's at the very end of this this tape that we got, uh, and we acted as quickly as we possibly could. And this is what I'm here to try and clarify for everyone today. 
My responsibility as the mayor and the manager of the village of Monticello is not only to protect the people that work for me, but it's to protect the people who pay taxes, who pay for the pay taxes and the citizens of the village of Monticello, and to protect their financial interests also. What I did is I immediately put out a press release saying that the language that he had used was not acceptable in the village of Monticello, that was not an acceptable practice for anybody who was in a supervisory position. Certainly it wouldn't be accepted by anyone, and Monticello will not accept any race, any, any racist or any ra- racism throughout the village. And that was repeated several times. We put out that press release several times because I realized, and I'm a bit old school, that went out in the papers. I realized it didn't necessarily go out into all social media, didn't get out, may have not gotten out there that way. But we did do that. That was the first step. The second step was that the supervisor who made the statement was written up immediately and it was a handwritten piece that was put in his file. We subsequently had our attorney write up another statement to him and put that in his file. In the middle of all of this, and we acted as quickly as we could, I have to remind everybody that the supervisor was a member of the same union as the person who was filing the grievance, and I have to remind everyone that he's also civil service. If I had fired him immediately, he would go home without pay for 30 days, and until we filed charges, he would be paid his full pay after that 30 days for however long it took, even after we filed the charges, I should say, he would be paid by civil, civil service would demand that he be paid until civil service held a hearing. We had that situation in the village of Monticello. We paid a building inspector under that exact same situation, almost three years' worth of salary. So we had to look at this and say, where, where do I go with this? Now, in the interim, we also received a grievance from the, the person who felt he was wrong because his name was used and his name was mentioned with the N-word. And again, I have no tolerance myself for that N-word. I have no tolerance for any discrimination, whether it's Hispanic, whether it's against Hispanic people, Jewish people, black, you know, black people, whatever it is, I have no tolerance for, for anything, any, any groups. I hate when people say, if they point out a group of children that are standing on the block and go, they did that. I want to know who did that, not they did that. So I don't like, I, I, don't, I, I personally don't stand for any of that kind of stuff. But the grievance was filed with us, and the grievance specifically says... Remove the interim supervisor from his title as acting superintendent, discipline him as within the guidelines of the CBA and management's rights, and make worker whole. That's asking us, that's not asking for him to be fired. What I did is I answered the grievance as per our obligation with the union, and I'm very familiar with this because I'm also a union official and have been a union official. I've been president of the IATSE in Sullivan County for the last 36 years. So I'm familiar with the process. I've had several occasions where it's happened, and I've had to deal with this myself from the union side. We did answer the grievance. We received the grievance. We received the step two of the grievance. Nothing changed in what the grievance was, what the request was to be to make the person whole, what, what it would require to make the person whole. Before, all, before we received the second step of the grievance, I asked the Monticello police to investigate and was there any, is, is there any racism? Is there anything that you're seeing in this department? Is there anyone who's willing to sign a complaint? Is there anyone down there besides the one person? And yes, the word was used about him, so I'm not denying that. But is there anyone down there who has any other problems? Have there been any other problems? Have there, were there any other problems with the current supervisor? 
and I'm just reading from the narrative of the police report, um, and I'm not going to name the sergeant because this is the the, the person who has who's filed the grievance as hired an attorney, so I don't want to name any names specifically, but. A sergeant was assigned to speak to the uh, uh, speak with the village DPW employees about any problems with DPW department foreman. DPW employees all declined speaking about incidents with the foreman and advised the matter was being investigated by the Public Workers Union and the village of Monticello. Uh, I'm not going to uh, again. I'm not going to mention the name, but the person who filed the grievance additionally refused to speak about the incident incident and chose to refer the matter to the village management through the grievance process. Well, at that point, what am I supposed to do? I have a grievance. I have a civil service employee, so I have to be careful how I treat him as a civil service employee. I have a grievance, and I have nothing else that I can do except say I'm waiting for an answer from the union. And we are still waiting for the answer. The union had 30 days. We are still waiting for the answer from the union. When we receive the answer from the union, I can come up with something a little bit better. So is the... um is the employee who used the word on the books right now, on the payroll? In a sense, he is. In a sense, he is. He had a 1,000 hours left that he had banked. And what nobody wants to understand and what I have tried to put across, and I tried to put this across to the... And this is turning out to be a the, the young Democrats of Sullivan County who are pushing this issue. But what I've tried to put across to them was that he, he is owed these hours. If he were fired, they're demanding that he, we refuse a resignation and fire him, or we fire him just outright, whatever they would like, to, like us to have done. In any case, he would get his benefits. In New York State, your argument becomes with the governor of New York State, who says that anybody in New York State, unless they're convicted of a felony, gets the benefits from their job when they're fired, when they retire, whatever happens. They get their benefits. So I can't pull his benefits. He had a 1,000 hours that were banked that are owed him. The village of Monticello at this point could not afford to pay him that 1,000 hours in one lump. So in a sense, is he on the books? Absolutely. Actually, he went out on sick leave in the interim also. But in a sense, is he on the books? We're keeping him on the books because he's allowing us to pay him those 1,000 hours a week at a time. Well, pay, uh, pay period at a time, which is two weeks at a time, so we can get that paid off without us having to take the hit for a thousand hours. But he, so, he resigned, though, right? He resigned, but at the same time, his re- resignation is in limbo at this point, because his own union had said, we would like him to withdraw his resignation until his, he's paid out. After he's paid out, he will, and I will unequivocally say that after he has paid out his thousand hours, he has to either make up his mind that he's resigning, or we will have to take action and fire him. But at that point, we would have to file the right pro- charges with civil service because he's still covered under his civil service. So, How long would it take for the 1,000 hours to be used up? I believe the 1,000 hours is going to be used up sometime around, I want to say, November. So we're looking at four or five months. Four or five months, but he is not in any super- supervisory position. He is not employed. In, when I say employed, to me, employed means he's coming in and doing a job. He is not doing any job for the village at this point. He is not working. He will not be back working, which is what seems to surface every weekend. Somebody comes up with some new rumor that he's going to be back working. He is not working for the village. He will not be working for the village. I will not allow that to happen. In that sense, yes, I will protect my employees. But at the same time, like I said, the problem that I have is that they're trying to, to, to take this issue and blow this issue up beyond what we're legally allowed to do. And I still have what I'm legally allowed to do. 
what morally would I like to do, what I would like to see in my heart. Look, anytime somebody somebody says, and I'll, I'll say it, you know, it, it sounds sort of funny, and I mean this, you know, in, in that sense when I say it, but somebody who says something about about black people, yeah, I'd like to just punch them in the nose. Somebody who says something about Jewish people, I, I'd like to punch them in the nose. Same thing with any other minority group. Like I said, I get very upset. I got very upset listening to people talking about the COVID-19 in Sullivan County and saying, those people are coming up. And I was always the one sitting there, who are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Who are you talking about when you say those people? Oh, well, we mean the, the Hasidic and Orthodox Jews. No, that, that's not those people. Those are people from New York City that are coming up. Why are we separating that into a group? I don't think it bothers me when we separate anybody into a group. What's no. the most bother? I don't mean to interrupt you. But what seems to be the most bothersome to me about this whole situation is these are my legal obligations. I understand that the young Democrats are very concerned about this. They're very concerned, seemingly very concerned about this one person's position with the village, and his position is assured with the village. He's done he's done some things that he should have been written up for. But that's in the heat of this whole situation, and I understand. But at the same time, I hope that everyone understands that I've done what I had to do. I'm protect, trying to protect the village as well as protect my workers. But what I started to say is at the same time, the young Democrats of Sullivan County seem to be mixing this issue and making this a political issue and mixing Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter to me is a very serious issue. And I'm going to quote somebody who I can't tell you who it was who I heard on, on CNN. I think it was actually Fox Network, so forgive me, but I think it was a very good quote. The, the issue of Black Lives Matter, and I never really understood. I understood in my heart what I thought it meant. But the issue, if you put it in, in simple terms, is if my house is on fire and the fire department comes and says, we're going to wet down the entire block and then we're going to get to your house. That's what the issue is. We have an issue, we have a fire. We need to start putting out that fire first, and then we need to take everybody else's issues into mind and try, try to work with those issues. I really believe if this was Black Lives Matter, I'd be the first one out there demonstrating with everybody, but they're politicizing this. They're using it for a political purpose, and, and the political purpose is, obviously, I have an election coming up. Obviously, my opponent is uh, you know, working with the young Democrats, and I think that's what this boils down to. If I have yet to have anyone come to me and I put the offer out there, I, I, every time I, I talk to anybody, I put the offer out there. Somebody come to me. You don't have to be one-on-one. If you want to come with a group, come with a group and sit down across the table from me and resolve the issues. Do you? And the question becomes, do you want to resolve these kind of issues or do you want to just see these kind of issues continue on so that you can use it against people or you can use it against the village or you can use it for your own purposes for whatever you're doing? And I think that's the problem. I think this issue with, with the particular employee would be resolved if everybody just understood that, no, the supervisor is not coming back under any circumstances. I'm a bit disappointed that the union said, told him not to, you know, to, to re- withdraw his resignation. But I, as a union person, I do understand. This is his way of being assured that those thousand hours aren't going to get pulled from him. He's still got his union protection. He's still got the protection that we have to pay those thousand hours out. So and has I, he has he officially withdrawn that uh, resignation? Uh, I would say yes. He has. Okay. So he submitted a, a piece of paper saying, "I withdraw my resignation." He, he just did it through a discussion. Okay. But yeah. Okay. The fact that this issue came up is this prompting you to hold? or want to hold sensitivity training for all village employees? 
It absolutely does, but what this this is one of the demands made by the group that was there, and I, it's hard for me to answer demands when I have no leader that I'm a- talking to. Um, but one of the demands was that we have sensitivity training, and in that list of demands with sensitivity training, if they had asked, and this has been done one on one, the village does sensitivity training every year. Our insurance company demands that we do sensitivity training every year. So yes, we have done it once this year already. We will be doing it again. Um, I'm going to try and get, even though it's it's with, it's within the year, I'm trying to get the insurance company to come back and do a, a training session before the end of this current year. So yes, we will be doing more sensitivity training. Um, the other interesting thing that I, I sort of forgot to mention is the, the particular person who's telling me what a bad atmosphere had been created down, down in our DPW um, is the shop steward for that unit. So if he's the shop steward for that unit... I have no reports from the shop steward about that. Have, the union has no reports from the shop steward about a, a bad atmosphere. I can't be a monitor everywhere. I can't. You can't ask me to go sit on a stool in the DPW and every day and listen to what's being said. That's the job of the union to report that to me, and we have no reports. We have nothing. We have nothing on paper. There's no other grievances from the DPW about issues like this except for this one grievance. Now, has the gentleman who used that word apologized? Yes, he has. He has. Okay. And an issue that, uh, and, you know, we were discussing this earlier, an issue that I, I question, and I don't know if it's if it's acceptable, if it's not acceptable. I've talked to many members of the minority community that believe that this would be the acceptable case for this, um, would be to send him for training. Send him for, send him take 30 days off, you go for sensitivity training, you have to bring me back a certificate from your, or a letter from the person doing the sensitivity training. The board has to look at it and say, okay, we accept this. And then, then perhaps do something with that employee. I think this is blown up beyond that at this point, and he's probably not going to be able to come back. But I think that might have been appropriate. And the reason I think that might have been appropriate is I, I just have this deep feeling that if you don't at least give people like this some kind of training... And don't give them a, I, I want to say a chance, but I don't know if, if chance is the right word, but if you don't at least give them the training, then all, it's, all it does is it perpetuates those feelings within that person, within their family, and it goes on and on. And I think maybe that's why we've all ended up in the position in this world that we're in today, because nobody ever said in a major way, we're going to train these people. We're going to show you why this is wrong. But we just said, you're wrong, and we take these people and stick them off in a corner someplace and say, all right, you know, I don't have to deal with the, and I, I hate to say this, but I don't have to deal with any, any of these white supremacist kind of movements. I don't have to deal with any of these other movements that are against whoever, <clears throat> because we'll just stick them over in the side. We won't tell them why they're wrong and maybe bring them around to see that, you know, there's, I'm, I'm the same thing. You know, I'm not even going to touch on, I'm not touching on a black issue now, but in a previous century... People had to be taught that not all Jews had horns. Right. You know, and it, it sounds silly today, but there were people down south in this country that if you were Jewish, thought if, if you came from New York and you were Jewish, they looked on your head to see where the horns were because they were brought up thinking that you had horns. It's, it's common, and we all have these, these misconceptions about other groups. If we don't learn, if we don't teach and give people a chance, now that doesn't mean some people you're going to try and teach and it's just not going to work out. That teaching has to start at the home, though, right, with the parents. 
it should start at the home, but if I have an incident like this and I get the parent to understand what they're doing wrong, and then they explain it to their children, but it, it only perpetuates... A, to me, it, it, it seems like it only perpetuates a situation if this person doesn't get any kind of training, even if they, and especially if they lose their job. To me, they go home and go, those whatever... If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have lost my job. And their kids hear this, and now their kids tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends, and it just goes on and on. Those so-and-sos lost my father his job. Now, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the right way to deal with this, but what I am saying is I haven't had anyone from the other side willing to sit down and talk to us. And when I look at what I... and I have to quote it a second time, but when I look at a grievance that says... And the, what what the person who was aggrieved is asking for is a, re, a resolution to this is to remove the interim supervisor from his title as acting superintendent, discipline him as within the guidelines of the CBA and management's rights, and make workers affected whole. And then I look at his statement to the police, and I did ask the police to investigate, and his statement to the police was that he refused to speak about the incident and chose to refer the matter to the village management through the grievance process. Well, you gave me two pieces of paper that told me that you... You didn't ask me to have him fired. You know, and then all of a sudden I have the young Democrats of Sullivan County running up and down, calling me a racist, calling other people on the board racist, and telling us we have to fire this person. And all I'm saying, and all I, what, what I really wanted to get across was the point that the village did their due diligence. We're, we are continuing to do our due diligence with this. And what I'm asking for is I'm open to anybody who wants to sit down and meet with me. Don't don't come to my to the village hall and I got in trouble for saying my village that I hate to see this in my village and I, I a quick aside <clears throat> to me everybody that was standing there that complained to me that I said my village should be saying my village if they were all saying my village maybe we'd be a lot better off and that's the sense I meant it in it wasn't a political sense it was in a sense I grew up there this is my village it hurts me to see this. Sure. But going back to what I was saying, if someone would sit down, anybody, anybody at any time, contact me, let's sit down and talk about this and resolve what the matter is. Understand that here's the pieces of paper. I can show you the words that were on the paper that I had to deal with. This is what I have to deal with. I'm still waiting for his union to contact us. They have the grievance in their hands. They have our answer, our answer to their grievance in our hands, and we haven't gotten anything back. So... So I don't know it, where else we can go. So when it's 1,000 hours run out, then you've got to make some hard decisions. Correct. Right. Correct. When it's 1,000 hours run out, I either need a resignation or we have to go back to the process and fire. Or we'll. it, it, it depends on, and actually there's three options. Either we have to fire him, he has to resign, or we have to find out what the union's recommended resolution to the problem is. And it's, it's not a comfortable position. I have been in this position, this exact position, in my own union as a union executive, and it's not a comfortable position. But you do have to act on it, and the union has not acted on it. Which union is it, by the way? Uh, it's Ask Me. What, AFL-CIO? No, it's uh, AF, uh, AFSCME. Uh, which is municipal employees. Yeah, right. it's municipal employees. And, yeah, they have to act on this. And, I, I you know, as a union... As a union official, I know what needs to be done. Sure. As a union, I, I, it's very difficult for me to do anything and not think on the union side on all of these issues because I've been a union activist for so long. Sure. But at the same time, 
the village needs your di- needs the union's direction, and I would welcome I would welcome the assistance from the young Democrats from the Democratic Party if they care to get involved in contacting the union and saying the village needs an answer from you. You know, I would welcome them helping me resolve this problem. I would welcome them. Maybe there's some some resolution to this that we haven't seen. That if we sat across the table from each other, we could all see. You know, but I don't welcome the fact that they're mixing this with other issues and mixing politics with this. You know, it, it just it doesn't belong.